0: Today's advanced training. You know, I have always been fascinated by the overcoming stories, and and I, I don't think I'm alone in that. I mean, anytime there's a good movie out there, everybody remember Rudy? Like, you know, here's a kid from nowhere that shouldn't have been anything, and he's a little bitty guy, and he ends up, you know, playing in a game for Notre Dame. Um, like that was his dream, and he achieved it. And you know, all the if you watch that movie, it's a great movie. I grew up watching the Rocky movies. That was that was my era, right? And you know, it's like Rocky gets knocked down and then he gets back up again. And and, and at, at points, like Mick is in a corner going, Rocky, just stay down, just stay down, Rock. You, you're crazy, what are you doing, Rock? You know, it's like yelling at him, just stay down, stay. Rocky just keeps getting back up and keeps getting pummeled. And, uh, and but but then he overcomes. I've always been fascinated by those stories and um, and, and the true stories and the movie stories. Uh, I love reading biographies. I love reading autobiographies. People ask me what I like to read. You know, I've read a thousand John Maxwell books. There's not a thousand, so that's an exaggeration, but I've, I've read a lot of John Maxwell. I've read a lot, of, I've read a lot. But what I find the most pleasure out of is reading uh, biographies and autobiographies. And usually if you've got a, a biography or an autobiography written, uh, it generally means that you overcame something, (laughs) right? They don't write those about people who lived normal lives. They, they write those about people who had extraordinary lives. And with that extraordinary life came, uh, periods of time they had to overcome. And so I like reading the stories because I need that encouragement, uh, myself and knowing that, Hey, I'm facing a trial right now, or I'm going to face a trial. or I just came out of a trial. Like I, I, I need that encouragement. I need that example from others. And, um, oftentimes I, I get asked when i go to conferences and all that sort of stuff you know or, or travel around and do you know, see different agents around the country i get asked a lot what's the one thing that got us to where we are and if i don't physically roll my eyes i feel like i control myself now on that but just know internally i'm rolling my eyes when somebody says what's the one thing that's gotten you to where you are uh, because there's not one thing there's a million things uh, that it takes to be successful in life and in business um, and so there are a million things but uh, if I had to narrow it down to, let's say, five things, one of those things is mental toughness. Now, I don't know, I, I know this, and I'm going to say it, and I, and I hope you take it in the right way. Like, I know that I'm mentally tough. <laughs> I, I know that I'm a champion. I know I'm an overcomer. Uh, and, and, and I knew it before I had to overcome, but, but now that I've overcome a lot of things, like, I, I have proof that I am. Uh, and so like I know I'm mentally tough. And so I feel like I'm an authority on talking about mental toughness. And I also know this, if you're gonna succeed in life, you better develop some mental toughness. You, you, you better, you better buck up little camper cause life is hard. Um, it's not easy. It's hard every day you face trials. If you don't, you're doing it wrong. Like you, you should be overcoming on a daily basis. And in order to do that, You've got to be mentally tough. So I want to share with you some of my thoughts. This doesn't come from a book. (laughs) I'm oftentimes regurgitating material for you. These are my thoughts uh, on mental toughness. And uh, so I I lay claim to this wholly and completely. Okay? So mental toughness. First of all, it's a choice. It's a decision. If you're going to be mentally tough, it it starts with just saying, I'm mentally tough. It, It starts with saying... There's nothing that can defeat me. It's, it starts with saying um, I'm going to win, you know, no matter what. You know, no matter how many times I get knocked down, I'm going to get back up one more time. Like, I don't, I don't care how many times I fall and skin my knee on, 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 when I'm learning to ride a bike. I want to learn how to ride a bike so I can ride with my friends around the neighborhood. Or, like, it, it, I, don't, I don't care how many times I get, I get told no in a home. But I'm going to keep getting back into homes before, and start making sales. I'm going to get good at this. I don't care how many people I have to talk to about this opportunity. I'm gonna build a massive organization. I'm gonna build a massive business. I don't care what it takes. I'm gonna do it. You have to, sometimes you gotta look in the mirror and kind of say that stuff to yourself. Um, If you've been to one of the national events, you know that I come on stage to welcome to the jungle by Guns N' Roses. Um, The the lyricist uh, Axel Rose put it so eloquently. Uh, when he said, we got what you need. So, like, I, I just understand that song to me, though. That, that, that's not a song that, uh, you, you've heard it at sporting events. It's not a song they wrote for me. <laughs> but it, it is a song that is it means something to me. First of all, uh, I always liked the song. I was a Guns N' Roses fan as a kid. Then in college, I sang in, a, uh, in an acapella group. I was well, another story for another time. But I actually sang Welcome to the Jungle in front of 3000 plus people at one of our concerts. Um, like, as Axel rose, I had the wig on, the bandana the whole the whole match. Like I, I, that that was a good memory for me. That was a memory for me of doing something that was not easy. Like it's it was not easy for me as a 19, 20-year-old to sing in front of 3,000 people in in an auditorium. That wasn't something I was comfortable with. Um, But now when I hear that song, I think about that song got me comfortable with that. That song helped me overcome that fear. A lot of people don't believe it, but I'm naturally introverted. I'm a learned extrovert. That song is one of those things that pushed me over into the extrovertedness. And when I hear that song, I'm reminded of the things that I've overcome. So. Uh, Whenever I ran an appointment and I didn't close it, I would listen to that song after I didn't close the appointment. In the car, I'd get back in the car play that song. When I made a sale, I'd get back in the car and play that song. Like when when I'm about to make dials, and gosh, guys, I've been at this over 20 years. I still hate making dials. I still hate it. I still hate it. I listen to that song. I get jacked up. I pick up the phone and start making dials like because I know that I've decided I'm mentally tough and and there's triggers now that I've got that remind me of the choice and the decision that I made years ago but have to keep making every day. Every day I have to decide today I'm going to be mentally tough. Today when somebody comes at me oh, they better pack a lunch because it's going to take all damn day. Like that's the attitude you have to have to be mentally tough. And it starts with just making that choice, just making that decision. Fitz, just because I made that decision doesn't make me mentally tough. You're right, it doesn't. But it's the first step. It's the, without this, you don't, you don't go through the rest. So that's the, that's the mental side that I want to, uh, to start you with. You have to decide that you're mentally tough. And it, listen, it may seem corny, but get in the mirror and say, I'm tough. I'm mentally tough. Nothing can come against me and defeat me. Like, I, I got this. I, and, and before you know it, you will start to personify what you're saying. I don't want to get all deep into physiology and psychology and all that sort of stuff. But what you say, your ear hears. And your ear can't hear a lie. So what your ear hears you say, it takes it as truth. So whatever you're saying, your ear hears it. So if you're saying, I'm weak, I've been defeated, my whole life sucks, it just, your ear is hearing that and it will go into your brain and your brain will start to make that a reality. So if you say, but Fitz, it's not true that I'm mentally tough. Okay, quit confessing that because your ear hears it and it, your, ba- your brain plays it out and your body lives out that you're not mentally tough. You've got to start speaking something into existence before it is. I am mentally tough. Your ear hears that and goes, huh, he's this guy's a badass. And so now your body starts walking that out that you're a tough son of a gun. And nothing coming against you can defeat you. Just like that, your body starts walking out. You put some years of that together, holy cow. You're, tough, you're, tough, you're, you're a tough nut to crack, okay? It starts with a choice and a decision. Let me give you some practical stuff. Preparation starts before the situation arises. (sighs) Listen, if you wait until game time to practice the play, you're going to get smoked. You have to practice the play before you get in the game if you are waiting well I heard the best way to become mentally tough is to go through challenges yes and if you're not prepared for those challenges they could literally kill you you have to prepare like uh, I don't know if you're going into battle make sure you got some bullets (laughs) you know like it's, it's simple stuff right you gotta be prepared ahead of time, before the situation arises. Now the situation arises, it hits you in the face and you walk through it and you learn through it, right? And then that prepares you for the next situation. Everything you go through prepares you for the next situation. But if you don't use that to prepare you, you're never gonna move up. You're never gonna step up on those situations. You're always gonna be repeating the same stupid situation. You're never gonna move beyond it. So preparation starts before the situation arises. Number one, you need to have an attitude about yourself and your own business. What is your attitude about yourself? What is your attitude about your own business? I already talked about my attitude about myself. Choice. I'm tough. Nobody, nobody's going to smoke me. I, I, I love that my kids describe me as fun and alpha. That, like that's what I want to be. That's that's how I see myself. Is I am fun. I like to laugh. I like to joke. I don't take myself or my life too seriously. Like, it, it just, it's hard enough that if you can't laugh, you're just making your life harder. That's the decision I've made about myself. I, that's who I am, right? Now, I have to make a decision, but at the same time, I'm alpha male. So at the same time, somebody comes up against me, comes up against my family, comes up against my team, I'm going to smoke them. Like, we're we're going at it. And, uh, hey, as I told a guy one time who ended up kicking my butt back in grade school, I said, uh, you may win this fight, but you're going to walk away hurting too. (laughs) Right? Like, that's my decision. I may lose the fight, but you're going to know that you were in one. And it's the old saying. Somebody shows up with a black eye, and go, hate to see the other guy, right? Yeah, you hate to see the other guy because I may look worse, but he looks bad too. That was always my decision about myself and decision about your own business. I was listening to my friend Andy Riddle talk the other night, and he was talking about the different forms and different methods of recruiting. Uh, and to to build a to build an agency there's warm market there's the five foot rule and there's cold market and a lot of you guys may have come off the cold market through ads Uh, that may be how you were found Uh, but that is the worst form of recruiting you have to go through a lot of people to find the good ones but the warm market typically who you are is who you are surrounded by and so typically we find better with warm market but in the middle you got the five foot rule and Riddle said, with the warm market, it's, it's uh, who do I know, is the question. With the five-foot rule is, how do I talk about my business? It was something I've been really recently challenged in myself. And nobody challenged me in this. It was one of these realizations that came to me. I don't know where it came from, but it came. Okay? Is this. I've said forever I don't want to be an insurance agent. I mean, from the get-go, from 20-plus years ago, when I was told to get my insurance license, I don't want to be an insurance agent. I don't want to do it. And, and I, I was just joking the other day with somebody. Just the other day, I was joking with somebody that, man, 20 years in, I still don't think of myself as an insurance agent. What do you think that attracts? Like, I think of myself as a business owner. Okay, so maybe that's attracting other business owners, but we are in the business of selling insurance. I am an insurance agent. I am licensed. I did pass my exam in North Carolina and Texas, by the way, before they told me I didn't have to take it in Texas after passing North Carolina. They didn't tell me. Anyway, I've passed the exam. Like, I, know, I don't. So I'm an insurance agent. I need to confess that and be proud of that. We're coming through a pandemic here in 2020, and there are some businesses that were labeled as essential and some that were not. I don't know. It's got to be a tough pill to swallow to think that the business you built is labeled as not essential. Like you were just told by the world that we don't need you. That's a tough one. Uh, There are are, are essential employees and non-essential employees. And I'm thinking, man, if I'm an employer and I have non-essential employees, maybe I should have former non-essential employees. (laughs) Like maybe they should be because they're not essential. And when you're running a business, you're really kind of paying attention to the, the dollars and the cents that are coming in and going out. We're labeled as an essential business. We are essential workers like the world just told us that we matter. Why am I embarrassed by that? So I've just recently been challenged about this. Like, why? Why am I embarrassed? I got good friends who have good businesses that this pandemic is killing. And and I look at our business and I'm going, man, we're having the best year we've had in several years. Incomes up, man. Sales are up. Like, people are scared of dying. And we sell life insurance. We don't have to create the story. It's happening around us. We have the thing that people need the most why be embarrassed about that? So I know some people go, uh, I've had people, so just yesterday, had some, uh, a girl I was interviewing, she's coming on board, she's getting licensed, all this sort of stuff. She said, you know, I've done some network marketing stuff. Um, your business kind of looks like it's network marketing, multi level kind of thing. Can you, can you explain the differences? Now, there was a time when I got offended, like, you just called my business, and we're insurance business, man, we're not network marketing. Now I look at it, listen, I when you know the truth about you, it really doesn't matter what somebody else says about you, right? Like we can do that with our kids. Like, so-and-so called me a poo-poo head. Are you, are you a poo-poo head? No. Well, then why do you care that they called you a poo-poo head? You don't, it's what we say about you. It's what you say about you. It's what God says about you. It's not what that third grader says about you. You decide about you. I'm not a poo-poo head. So when somebody calls you that, you go, huh? <laughs> be talking about somebody else because I know they're not talking about me. Now we're about to get back into that alpha male thing. Like <laughs> You called me. Hey, man, let me change your opinion about. This. So when people ask me questions about my business, I don't get offended. It does look like network marketing. It does look like multi-level. And what I said back to her was, I know we started that whole thing like 400 years ago. Our industry did. <laughs> All these other companies come up with these widgets and they try to be the insurance business, but really yeah, they can't. Multi-trillion dollar industry. <laughs> it is what it is. We sell insurance. That's how we make money. You have the option of hiring other people if you'd like to do that. If you'd like to do that, we'll help you do that. But it is an option in building a business. You could just sell insurance if you like. Go make yourself six figures. Okay. Because I'd already decided about my business, I didn't have to defend it. I'd already decided. And I don't really care what she says about my business. She's the one looking for a job. Like, I'm not. I'm good. This this business that I could have felt like, she wouldn't be critical at all, but I could have felt that way. And instead of feeling that way, I was able to bring somebody on board rather than being offended and acting like an ass back. that makes sense? I said ass back, not ass hat. Ass back to them. I just said ass a bunch. It's in the Bible. Next, attitude about the Fitz group. Listen, and, and this is, and I say attitude about the Fitz group because I'm talking to the Fitz group right now, but, but attitude about who you're with. Who you're with. I remember from the Godfather, I didn't know who you were with. Like you, you have to have an attitude of, of who's got your back around here. Who's, who's not just about yourself, but who's supporting you? Who's leading you? Who's in the fight with you? Because you're not alone in this fight. Who has your back? You have to decide about them. Like I love when somebody says to me, yeah, I saw some things about you online. I go, really? I hadn't seen things about me online in years. Where'd you go? Send me the link. I want to read it. There's one bad thing about the Fitz Group out there. This guy's like, yeah. I talked to this guy Fitz, who insists on being called Mark. What? Like you read that and go, I've never insisted on being called Mark. And blah, blah 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 blah. And then and then there's replies to that at the bottom, and the replies are like, you're talking about the wrong guy. I know Fitz and Heather, and they're outstanding, upstanding people, and they've done nothing but help and serve. And I'm like, the only negative out there on the internet about the Fitz Group is positive. <laughs> get you some of that so like I've decided about who has got my back I know my friends in this business and I know the friends I don't have in this business and I have an attitude about them that I come to their my friends I come to their defense they come to mine we got each other's back I've decided that long ago you have to decide too. books audio training and conferences this is not fifth grade we're not looking for book reports okay We want you to be better, just better, better humans. Where does that come? It doesn't come from your own understanding. (laughs) Your own understanding got you here. You need to increase your own understanding. You can only do that by others' understanding. That comes, first of all, through books. I said it earlier, I love reading biographies and autobiographies. It's encouraging, right now I'm working through, it's kind of a thicker book, uh, a book by Eric Metaxas about Martin Luther. And, and the posting of his 95 theses, you know, he was a, a, a Catholic monk that really introduced uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the non-Catholics of the Christian community, right? And, and so, like, reading that, I love reading that because he came against some <laughs> objections to his theses. And by the way, did you know, like, when he posted that, it was really just to have some discourse about some things that he felt were kind of maybe off in the church and we could fix it? I, I, instead, he had people just rawr, lash out at him. I like reading that kind of stuff because I go gosh I mean back in those days in the 1500s mind you when he was posting those Columbus was finding America that I mean that was kind of like the world if you can imagine how long ago that was and and they weren't just you know gonna you know, post something on social media about you they they may they may burn your house down I mean they were they was like for real back then um and and so I like reading that book because I go eh, my life isn't that bad <laughs> you know like that's incur-. He, he overcame it I mean it's all right um Audio training. Make your car a rolling university. Like, it's funny, I, I did not anticipate listening to a, 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 a product podcast this morning about Medicare, and yet, already, before I'm even recording this, before we're even having this meeting, I've had three conversations with people about Medicare. See, I, you want to talk to somebody about products and get confused, talk to me. But because I had just listened to that audio training, I was prepared for that situation. because i'm prepared for that situation i may have just helped somebody make money and i make money by helping somebody make money i prepared before the situation came up i was ready do i know all the answers no but i knew some and i know where to find the rest conferences man when you can surround yourself with other like-minded people (sighs) you know it's uh it's funny people ask me all the time uh with with what we know now i mean i say all the time if i had known at 17 What I know now, I don't know that I'd have gone to college. Do I regret it? No, I met Heather there, and it's been a good life from that. Uh, But people ask me, are you going to really encourage your kids to go to college? The answer is yes, because, you know, it's been my experience that it's pretty rare in this world to be surrounded with people who are roughly your age group and uh, your ambition level and your intelligence. It's, It's really kind of an odd thing in this world in general. It seems like it's common every day around here because everybody around us wants something better for their family, and we have, you know, we, we maybe we're different ages, but we, we definitely have similar ambitions, that kind of thing. So, it's um, that's I'm the same reason I would encourage my kids to go to college is the same reason I encourage you to get around conferences and get around people who are like-minded. I didn't say exact-minded, like-minded. We're common, we have commonalities the way we think, the way we're, where we wanna go, how we're gonna get there, what it's gonna look like when we get there. It's good to surround yourself with people like that and before you know it, you're learning stuff that's helping you prepare for that situation before it arises. So so uh, like y- you tune into a Tuesday morning sales meeting, you're like, hey, I just learned something this week, you immediately go apply it, next week you're coming back telling us about the success you had because you attended the weekly meeting. You prepared before the situation came up and and then you were able to take advantage of that situation. Finally, I want to leave you with this thought. Fight or flight. I was a psych major in college. This may be the only thing I got from that. (laughs) When you're tested, what is your reaction? When your adrenal glands kick in, And the cortisol levels in your body go skyrocketing. What is your body's reaction? Is it to fight or is it to run? And what I would encourage you to do is uh, take a look at your history. Take a look at your patterns that you're in. And it may be patterns that you had no part in creating. It may be patterns that you just fully inherited from your family. You have this because it's just the way our family's always been. And I wanna encourage you to look at those patterns and ask yourself the hard question, does this work? Does this pattern work? Like Dr. Phil would say, how's that working for you? Like I, you, you gotta know like what I've done so far in my life, what my family has done so far in their lives, is it working or is it not? See, so my, inclination is to fight it's it's a i blame genetics i i I grew up it's just it's just it's just our family you know it's family tradition (laughs) fighting so uh they asked me hank why do you No, that's another song that's a song um it's just been natural to fight and what i learned in leading people is you can't fight everybody everything can't be a fight Sometimes you need to let other people win, right? Sometimes it's not about fighting. Sometimes it's about caring. Sometimes it's about turning the other cheek and walking away from that fight. Sometimes that accomplishes more than the fight itself. Am I scared to fight? No, I'm not scared to fight. Am I going to get my butt kicked? Nine times out of ten. I didn't say I was good at fighting. I said I'm okay with it. Right, like there was a a, a, I mean a couple of years ago, there was a guy walking up and down in front of our office, and and all everybody's got office windows except for Bruno. But we we we're, we're walking back and forth up there. He's talking on the phone, just screaming profanity at somebody. It was distracting to our office, and I just kind of stepped out there. I was like, "Hey, bro, can you have this conversation like across the parking lot, where my whole staff is not distracted?" He goes, "It's a free country." I was like, "Oh my God, I'm about to get in a fight in the parking lot." Like, (laughs) it is a free country, which is why I'm not killing you right now. I'm giving you the freedom to walk across the parking lot and have the conversation over there where your freedoms are not infringing on my freedoms. Okay? You got it? Like, I was ready to fight. Come back in, I'm cooling down. I go, well, what would that have accomplished? I get arrested? (laughs) Like, (laughs) sometimes it's okay. I remember a a dad on one of our kids' soccer teams, he he wanted to fight like the other coach. (laughs) It's like, bro. This is eight-year-old soccer. You're about to get in a fight with a coach over eight-year-old soccer. You're going to get arrested. You're going to have to explain to your kid how you couldn't keep your cool. Like, come on, man. Like, I'm your friend, and I'll back you up, but I don't want to go to jail because of you fighting some coach over eight-year-old soccer. Sometimes it's okay to run. Sometimes it's okay to turn a cheek. Sometimes it's okay to just ignore that offense. There's not one answer that's always right here. I'm not saying you should always run. I'm not saying you should always fight. I'm saying there's probably a balance and most of us have lived out of balance for years. Our tendency takes over. And I'm challenging you to think about that tendency, to think about that natural inclination that you have and ask, does it help? Will it help in this situation? Like I, sometimes I can just feel it rising up in me and I have to ask, is this gonna help right now? Or is it gonna hurt? Is this going to make the situation better or is it going to make it worse? Am I going to go to jail? <laughs> I don't want to do it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like the idea of going to jail. Challenge, challenge your tendencies. To become mentally tough, you've got to do that because I promise you, when your nat- natural inclination is to fight, when you're mentally tough, you're okay walking away from that fight. When your natural inclination is to run and you're mentally tough, you stand up and fight telling you, your world changes. And it's not just your world. It's generations that change because you did. Okay. I hope that helps. If I can help you in any way, please let me know. Can I help you? Sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfits.com. That's time with F-I-T-Z.com, to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic, pick a time, and we'll meet if you're not an agent with The FITS Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org slash contact. Again, that's thefitzgroup.org slash contact and send us a message. See you next week.